You're listening to The Collected Podcast, bringing you inspiration and resources to help you discover and live from your truest self. Follow along on social media at Collected Workshops, and be sure to visit thecollectedpodcast.com for show notes and to learn more. The Collected Podcast is sponsored by Clean Juice, a certified organic nutrition and wellness bar with more than 100 locations in development in 16 states. Learn more at cleanjuice.com. We are here with the lovely Sarah McNally. And Sarah, we just want to hear from you a highlight from Collected Camp last year. Well, one of my favorite parts of Collected Camp was the creative classes with Jess when we would do arts and crafts and things that express our love to God through like creativity and art. Well, that's cool. What did you think about the, the girls that were at camp with you? Well, the girls at camp were all super nice. Like it was really, really easy to make friends because everybody loved Jesus and everybody was friends and super nice. And everybody kind of made friends with the girls in their group like very quickly. Oh, so that's good. That's so cool because you didn't know all of them, right? No, I only knew the people that went to our church, but I made friends with a lot of people pretty quickly. So we have another collected camp coming up this summer. Tia, what are those dates? June 17th through the 21st, and our camp is being hosted once again by New Song Church. We are so grateful to New Song, and that's located in Cornelius, North Carolina, so in the Lake Norman area. If you have girls between the ages of 12 and 19, like Sarah, Sarah's going to be a rising eighth grader, Mm -hmm. um, we would absolutely love to be able to love on them and pour into them and help them understand who they are in Christ, how He created them with a creative nature, and for worship. And so they're going to be able to have some large group sessions, some breakout sessions, some guest speakers. Sarah, we have a lot of surprises in store for you this year. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited. I'm glad you're coming back. Where can people go to get tickets? You can register. You can learn more and register at collectedworkshops.com slash collected dash camp. And if that's too difficult, just go to collectedworkshops.com and there are links to camp right there on the homepage. We can't wait to see you. Welcome to the Collected Podcast. I'm Jess Biondo. I'm Tia McNelly. And I'm Michaela Hooper. This week on the episode, we have Lacey and Darby Camp, two actresses and a mother and daughter duo. We were so excited to get a chance to interview these two because they are incredibly living out their Christian faith in the TV and film industry, which I I would think would be a difficult thing to do with different pressures of the culture and the entertainment industry. And so it was really neat to hear stories and to hear from them about what that's like for them. So without further ado, here is our interview with Lacey and Darby Camp. We are so excited to have Lacey and Darby here with us today. Welcome to the Guys, Collective thank Podcast. thank you. Thank you. We're happy to be yeah. here. Thanks. So you, both of you are very uh, accomplished actresses, and you've been acting, Darby, you've been acting since you were how old? Probably around like six. Wow. And how old are you now? Um, Eleven. <laughs> you have to think about it. That is true. I have to I think about confirm. it sometimes too. <laughs> you do yeah, remember that day, I'm, I'm sure. sure. <laughs> and Lacey, how long have you been acting? Well, my degree was in acting okay. um, in college, but I guess I was a junior in high school when I started to love theater and I was pursuing an acting career just as a theater performer. 
But it wasn't until um, I had kids that I started to be able to get into TV and film. And that's because uh, I couldn't really get an agent. But when you have a baby, they're like, <laughs> I don't expect your baby to come with a resume. We'll give her a shot. And so then that's awesome. that opened doors for me. And so I was like, well, if you'd like to know, her mama can do this. <laughs> and so eventually I got some opportunities um, because of Ruthie, my firstborn. Oh, okay. And she was wow. um, doing a lot of, uh, like, commercial acting. Okay. And print work. But then when it came time to do, like, the um, emoting, she was like, really? Like, you want me oh, to funny. be sad sometimes? Like, I spend my whole life trying to not be sad. And here you're wanting me to wow. act like I'm sad. And Darby was like, I'll do it. Oh, that's awesome. I can, I can do that. And so she took one of Ruthie's auditions, and I was like, Wow. Like, you're comfortable with that? This is cool. And, that is cool. Um, it was a perspective I never had hmm. was for this, like, six-year-old little girl, Ruthie, to tell me, I spend all day trying to not feel like this. And here, yeah. you're playing a game with me because I tried to approach it like make-believe. Mm -hmm. And I want to set this camera up, and it's going to be watching right. us make-believe. And um, she was like, why would you tell me that? Why would you want me to be sad? Like, I don't remember what the Isn't character that was doing. Wow. But it had something to do about a rainy day. And she's in a, like, grabs her raincoat and um, hides in the closet. And she starts sobbing. And she's like, that's not a fun game. Yeah. I try to run from those feelings. Yeah. And Darby was like, tell me more. So Darby, <laughs> what's the hardest emotion for you to try to play? Probably sad. Sad is hard. Sad. I can imagine that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you I've feel seen it change yeah? through yeah. her life as a kid because she approached it as a like a game. It wasn't she didn't know it was acting. And so now she's getting older and there's more like technical yeah. um things where it's you know, you're talking about how a process and things and she, you know, a year ago would be like, What's a process? I don't get right. it. You know, but now as she's gotten older, you know, she's just learned that there is. and um, But she was drawn to stories that mm -hmm. were sad when she was young. And, you know, not sad, like scary and like creepy. Dark. yeah. But a sensitivity sure. to, like, what happened to her? Tell me more. Like compassionate. Compassionate, yeah. yeah. And um, not that Ruthie's not compassionate. Ruthie, what she feels so deeply mm -hmm. when things are sad. Like Bridge to Terabithia, mm -hmm. she would not watch because it made her so sad you know where I think yeah. Darby like you know was not just compassionate but like um I don't know like wanted to join her in it. I, I don't know the, the, I see funny. that difference in my girls too I know what you're saying like yeah. one of my girls does not want anything to do with any kind of sad emotions and one is happy to kind of sit in that so I guess it's different right. so Darby a quick question for you um what is your favorite character that you've played so far? Do you like playing Chloe McKenzie? Mm -hmm. Yeah? Yeah. And you have really great people that you get to work with yeah. for that show, don't you? What's the name of the show? Big Little Lies. That's right. Yeah. That's I know awesome. she really loved having a co-star with four legs. Oh, that's oh. right. You love animals, um, don't you? Mm -hmm. I remember I saw Benji. Is that the one you're talking yeah. about? Yes. Oh, I loved that remake. That was so Thank good. Thank you. That's awesome. So that was a fun one for you? Yeah. yeah. How is it working with an animal and trying to get an animal to act? Um, it's just there's a trainer that's really, like, amazing with dogs, and he can just, like, train them to do, like, anything, and it's really amazing. It's just like, my dog can never do that. Like, <laughs> that dog, is amazing. What? what? It's more than yeah. just dogs. 
Yeah, and there was like four Benjis, like uh, I guess like a stunt Benji, and if like the real Benji's tired, like or something, really? there'll be another one that like comes in for a little bit. But they all look totally different. Um, like if Benji needs to go home, one Benji, if there's like a scene where it's just like running in a field, it'll do a different Benji. Really? Yeah. That's I had cool. no idea. And so they have cool. doubles. There were cats and mice and... There were cats? Yeah, they had like a little library of animals. Oh, that's so interesting. Called, like resources <laughs> yeah. so that they could do a scene How and cool. say, like, well, we've got that here on a truck or whatever. I don't yeah. know. That's could, so fun. They could so, make it happen. So I guess for both of you guys, you could answer this question. But Lacey, what, um, what is it in acting that like fuels you and um, brings you joy. Like obviously it's a passion of yours. So what brought you, I mean, brought you to the place of doing it as much as you do now? That is a good question. I think it has a lot more to do with things like you don't want to do. Like I just Mm. knew at an early age, I didn't want to have like a nine to five job and Mm -hmm. I would get, and I have done those things and I, the things that I've done, like um, teaching, are very similar to acting. Mm-hmm. Like, True, yeah. When you know that you have to go to work and play a role, it's like you you are getting out of your own day-to-day life, like getting out of yourself and stepping into someone else. And yeah. um, so I think that's why I did teach as long as I did. I think I taught 12 years, um, and that was never my intent to teach. It was kind of like a, oh, well, here I've found myself a teacher, you know? Right. And I, the things I enjoyed about it are the same things I enjoyed about acting where you, you leave yourself and become something else. It's like an escape. It's like, um, and it kind of can become like an addiction, um, where when you're feeling highs and lows, like a lot of it has to do with the role you're playing. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of a slippery slope because sometimes you can get, you know, into something and it overcomes you and then it can take you to a dark place. Mm. Um, and, if, and if you don't have a healthy balance, like you can, it can affect who you are. And so, sure. Um, I don't know. I just find it all very interesting and it's yeah. very parallel to a lot of psychology. And so when, sure. when I didn't know what I was going to do, I was doing a lot of um, like extra classes in sociology and psychology. And I love people. I love meeting new people and studying scripts are all about meeting people, meeting new people and figuring out why is this character doing this and why is it doing that? So I think there was just a lot of that, um, that I was just drawn to and I keep coming back up to the same Mm -hmm. thing. It's like, here I am again. Yeah. And And how do you, in that process, how do you stay rooted in your true identity? That is a very good question. (laughs) Um, I mean, I know your faith is a big part of your life. And I, I haven't, a visual um, where I like see myself in a mirror and it's like, that's what we are. The physical like image of ourselves is what we look like in a, in a mirror and we get used to that. And, but if we can use like the metaphor of like, now I'm going to hold the Bible up in place of the mirror. And it's like, who am I through God's eyes? Like, what do I look like? And it's hard. I mean, it is an everyday decision to not, see yourself through a filter of what your peers see and what the world sees and what, because it's, if 
I have found myself exhausted because mm-hmm. yeah. I want to be who makes my parents happy. I want to be who makes my children happy. I want to be who makes my husband happy. I want to be who makes my coworkers happy. And all of those people are different people. Like I can't mm-hmm. be all of them and make everybody happy. And, but they're all lacy. So why do I work so hard to please everyone mm. else if I would just see myself the way God sees me yeah. and then I could live in that like, okay, it's okay to be one way or the other. And it's okay if someone is disappointed in me, you know, I can't. That's hard. And I think I was 35 before I realized that it's okay if, if, you know, because I know that I'm not doing anything that's hurting you or whatever, you're disappointed you would like for me to, to not be a teacher. I mean, to not be an actor, you'd rather me be a teacher. And that's just an example of like, right. You know, growing up as you're trying to figure out, well, what do I want to be? And people's expectations. My my parents have always supported me artistically. They really have. But that was a huge issue for kids that are pursuing acting as a major, you know, Mm -hmm. especially in a BFA where you can't have like a fallback plan. Like you can't have like a minor. Right. That's your major major. Right. And when I was coming up many years ago, (laughs) it wasn't as common, I don't think, you know, and Mm -hmm. the arts are just so much more embraced now. I think at least I tell myself that. But um, how do you kind of balance with being the mom of an artist and, and mm-hmm. an actress? How do you balance that kind of like allowing her to take off and allowing her to develop her talent and her career um, while keeping in mind sort of like those expectations that were placed on you by your parents and kind of pushing those right. back and maybe even trying to shelter her from some of the ugliness of the world that maybe comes out through the entertainment industry? Like, how does that work for you as you both nurture her and parent her with decision making we always 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 pray about it and try not to make a decision in the like heat of a moment and play it out and think okay well what does God tell us about this or that and um, I think there's a lot of roles that she and I have both taken that some people have definitely come out and spoken to us about like Mm. do you think that is really what you should do as Christians and um, I really do have, like, feel like every choice we've made has been um, something that God has been a part of. And I wouldn't do it if I felt like God was showing us that this is not what we're supposed to do. You know? Yeah, so and wise. He doesn't, he doesn't, you know, write us a letter and scream <laughs> in our ear. So maybe I did miss the mark a couple times, but... Um, when we did make the choices we've made in places that we knew like, okay, this script and this role is not like glorifying God. He was there beside us every single day on set. And he provided opportunities for us to share Christ or just to share like our family, like how we feel. And we've just always said that let's just pray about it. Like, and yeah. we'll, we'll know, we'll have a piece about where we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to be doing. And there've been a lot of things that have been disappointing. Like, you know, people always ask you about the things you've done. No one says like, well, how many roles have you not gotten? Right. You know, yeah. right. and a lot of her peers, uh, my peers, we all, you know, talk about our disappointments, but kids, they don't, they are not saying, oh, have you had any auditions that you didn't get? You know? Right. As adults, we bellyache about the, oh, you know, but not the kids. You right, know? Yeah. They just assume, oh, you audition, you get it. Well, there have been a handful, many, that you're like, man, why didn't I get that? And Darby has been 
awesome at saying, reminding me, like when I'm sad, I didn't Mm. book something. Mom, you always say that sometimes God's rejection is God's protection or man's rejection is God's protection. Like she's reminded that that to me. And I'm assuming it's because it's something that I've said to her to encourage her. And then, um, that's so good. I love that you guys work like a team like that. And Clark, my husband, like he's definitely the, um, like a, a strong leader in, in that, like, cause, but he sometimes is the one that gets wrapped up in yeah. In the whole like Hollywood of it all. And sure. it makes us laugh because we're like, oh man, he's going to, he thinks he's an agent. <laughs> like, <laughs> but he'll, and we always just stop. Nope. Remember what we told yeah. ourselves? We are not going to pray for something that's not God's will. That's so good. If it's not for us, then don't let it be. Yeah. Yeah. Don't even have the callback. Make that's it easy. Awesome. You know what I mean? And that's what's been my prayer for a long time is like, make it easy for me to say yeah. yes or no. And, And I kind of feel like God has proven that. We want to take just a second and give a shout out to our sponsor, which is Clean Juice. Um, What I love about Clean Juice is that they are the only 100% USDA certified organic juice bar. And they're more than a juice bar because they're more about like holistic wellness. Um, They definitely are looking to help their customers embrace a lifestyle of being healthy in body and strong in spirit. And so I know I definitely appreciate a clean eating lifestyle. I found that that just makes my body feel better. I've actually been blown away by even their ability to create new items. Yeah. Um, and they're so, it's so fresh and inviting their stores. Every single one that I've been in, um, they are constantly looking to empower people to live. Mm-hmm. A clean lifestyle. And they give mm-hmm. such great education too. Yes. I love how they have like an add-on per month yeah. and they educate their their um, customers with the benefits of the mm-hmm. add-on, yeah. the health benefits. Yeah. Well, and T, you were talking about clean eating. I haven't really shared much of this on the podcast, but I have some autoimmune issues and circulation and I notice a difference. Like mm-hmm. when I'm eating like I should be and eating from clean juice and the food they have, my body feels so much better and I don't have those issues anymore. Diet makes such a difference. It does. Preach, girl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you guys go check out clean juice. Get you some. Get yourself the awake one. No, the wake up one. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) The wake up one to start your morning right tomorrow. Get woke. Get the app and find a clean juice near you. So Darby, has there ever been a time when you were able to maybe encourage a friend on set and pray with them or um, just interact in a way that sort of showed people your faith and what you believe? So on set of a TV show that I did, it was like a creepy show and there had to be extras that were kids and everybody was like excited to do something that was creepy. Mm-hmm. And... Um, there was this one little girl who didn't want to do it, and she started crying because it was so, like, weird and creepy. Yeah. And um, and it was, like, rehearsal, and she didn't want to do it, and she was, like, crying. So me and my mom went over, and we're talking to her and her mom, and we're like, what's wrong? And then her mom was like, she really doesn't want to do this because it's so weird and creepy. So we just, like, told her that you don't have to do it if you don't want to, and it's all make-believe. It's not real. And we all prayed, and we, like, prayed with her, and 
and help her to feel better. Oh, that is so awesome. And I just, you know, I just can see you, Darby, as you grow and mature and and learn about the Bible and learn about what it means to follow Jesus with your whole heart as you grow older. I can just see that playing out in so many beautiful ways. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're already being bold for Jesus in your work today, I can't even imagine how he's going to use you in the future to just usher his light into dark places. So that's really, really exciting and inspiring. Yeah, that's um, awesome. So we're almost out of time. What do you think might surprise people to know about what it's like to be a Christian in TV and film? Like something that you think we might assume, but that we don't know. Well, I think a lot of times, and this was for my experience, I was not outspoken and bold in my faith. I mean, sometimes my mom, people will argue like, no, you've always been. And I'm like, no, I really haven't. Because I remember when the Holy Spirit's like tugging at me and I kept a tight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I had the impression that people are going to um, think differently of you. People are going to think you're a certain way if you share your faith, you know, but honestly, I, since I have received this, like, and Darby's the one who has given me this, like, boldness, this permission to say, hey, I feel this way, and I think you're going to love me anyway, and you may or may not agree with me, but it's not going to affect our friendship and our relationship, and we're going to continue to do life the way we do it together or not. Maybe I'll say something that means something or you'll say something that will help me have a new perspective or something. I don't know. That's awesome. I just feel like it's like once you realize that people really aren't as mean as we think they are or judgmental as we think they are. And Christians really aren't as crazy as (laughs) non-Christians think they are. Yeah, You know, there's a lot of Christians that give Christians other Christians, a bad name. Mm -hmm. And I like to just remind people, like, that is a small majority of of the Christian people that I spend time with. And I am embarrassed a lot of times of how we have Christians that that believe certain things and are super extreme about, you know, almost like a... um, they rate sin, you know, right, and like, yeah. well, that's a big sinner. And, right. Well, you know, we yeah. are all sinners. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, well, and well, we're all redeemed and thank and God for that. Yeah. Yes. Thank God for that. Wow. I didn't, I'm just so excited. I wish that we could keep talking all day long. You guys are such an inspiration to me. And when you're in the spotlight, like you are, and you're not afraid to shine brightly, um, and then you don't feel like you have to take the light off of somebody else in order to shine mm-hmm. brightly. Um, it's just it's just really encouraging. And I'm so glad Thank that you, you guys were around in the area to be able to come and sit with us and chat today. Thank you for taking yeah. the time. Yeah, keep doing what you're doing yes. and, and have fun doing it. Yes. Because um, people will see your joy and your passion for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And that will inspire them to do the same. Yeah. So whatever gift you carry, like... You know, use it and um, shine bright with it because people will be so blessed by that. So thanks for sharing a little little spot in your day with yeah. us. And well, thanks for and sharing how you're walking it out. So thank you. You're welcome. I really enjoyed listening to um, Lacey share about the mirror when she was talking about how she stands in front of the mirror and how that is such a... Um, a picture of you know how you see your self worth or how you 
you know, just maybe come up with your own identity, but how that's not where our identity should lie. Mm -hmm. Um, And Michaela, we heard something recently from Vesper, uh, Vesper Stamper, about how she was talking about um, the women in Exodus who gave up their mirrors. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And a mirror was such a a priceless um, item to have um, in that time. Uh, And the mirrors were these ornate cost, you know, actually very costly pieces. But um, when they were, you know, they were brought together, um, it it was such a, like there were all these different mirrors that were, were pieced together and formed um, a, a basin in the, in the, tem- in the temple, in the tabernacle. Yeah. yeah. And um, it actually almost like the basin carried a reflection Mm. on the outside. So you'd almost see like your reflection in the midst of your, your offering. Yeah. Of your, I mean, it was so, there was so much depth and I mean, it was like one scripture out of Exodus and um, Vesper Stamper just like, gosh, there was so much in such a, um, in one verse, it was profound. But well, And it's this idea that the women gave up their mirrors. Yes. They, they laid down their self-image. The yep. They laid down their need to be seen yep. in order to make those mirrors a vessel for people to become clean. Because mm. yeah. it was in that basin, the basin. Mm-hmm. that they that the priests would wash themselves in the temples. And I don't know, just thinking about like going through a day without a mirror, mm-hmm. I'm really into reflective surfaces. <laughs> So thinking about if I just had oh one gosh. mirror, I, I know I joke, but think about that. If you yeah. never had the opportunity to see yourself mm-hmm. and you had one mirror to give that up for the Lord and give up your ability to be seen, mm-hmm. um, that's that was just really powerful. That is powerful. Yeah. And I love what Lacey said about man's rejection is God's protection. protection. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Wow, like it's, I think you know, in whatever we're doing, um, but knowing that and being able to walk that out in her profession, yeah, um, her as an adult, and then also having Darby, you mm-hmm. know, her daughter, like being able to see that in the midst of not getting a part, right? You know, or or getting yeah, not getting a part that maybe you really wanted, but recognizing, okay, yeah. God's protection is present always mm-hmm. in every part of the process. Yes, and so I I really um, appreciated just her sharing that, mm-hmm. and um, I think that's so um, applicable to so many areas of our lives too. Yeah. If you think about dating, um, d- I was about to say, <laughs> hey. you know, just as dating, like I'm kidding, <laughs> dating oh. and and um, other career paths, um, even relationships, like friend relationships. Sometimes we really think we're going to connect with somebody and, you know, it seems like a great friendship in the beginning and then it doesn't, doesn't pan out to be much. And that can be hurtful sometimes. Like, where did I go wrong? You Mm -hmm. know, not just in dating relationships. And I mean, in business opportunities and anything that falls through. Yeah. You know, I, th- I find comfort in believing that God sees the big picture yes. and he's gone ahead of me and he's not going to hold out something great for me. That's right. Like, and if something doesn't work out, then there's a different plan. And for sure. 
He's making a way in some other area. Yeah. yeah. And I want to say too, I just want to challenge our listeners, you know, if if 11-year-old Darby um, sitting in the midst of, of, you know, big money producers and well-known celebrities is able to pause and go and pray for a friend who feels scared, I feel like we as, as adults listening can do that as well. Yeah. That we can recognize when someone needs prayer and just take a beat and go and usher the Lord's presence into the situation that the person's facing. And so mm-hmm, we would love it if you accept our challenge to be present to that this week and email us your story of of taking time to recognize someone's need of prayer and how you um, walked in obedience to that this week. So email us your stories at hello at collectedworkshops.com. And check us out on Patreon and have a great week. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Collected Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love it if you would help spread the word. Check back here for weekly episodes dropping every Thursday. You can follow Collected on social media at Collected Workshops. Find The Collected Podcast on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash The Collected Podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Become a patron for as little as $1 a month to gain access to bonus content, early bird ticket sales, exclusive contests, and more. You can also find Tia at Tia McNally Notes, Jess at Spreza Foundry, and Michaela at The Creative Space NC. Collected proudly supports and partners with Flourish Kenya, a nonprofit working to prevent and support unplanned adolescent pregnancy in rural Kenya. Learn more at flourishkenya.org. Support for The Collected Podcast is provided by Clean Juice. Learn more at cleanjuice.com and be sure to check out their lifestyle arm at wellhappyandkind.com. Podcast recorded by Jacob Early. Music by Asaf Alon.